The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One day I hate out of the entire year is Black Friday. A day after Thanksgiving when everybody is doing their holiday shopping, you get stuck in traffic, you're waiting online, it's just the pits. Well, there's no need to get crazy this year. I'm letting you know ahead of time about an amazing Black Friday Cyber Monday deal on something you're actually going to use every single day. A pair of wireless earbuds or headphones from Raycon. You guys know about Raycon, awesome company founded by Ray J. He was sick of premium audio being so expensive, so he and a bunch of audio engineers and music industry folks developed Raycon's line of awesome wireless headphones and earbuds. They sound just as good as other premium brands, but start at about half the price. You don't have any dangling stems or any wires to get in your way. It's true wireless audio with seamless Bluetooth pairing. I have to commute from Penn Station to the studios here at Sirius XM, and the last thing you need is dangling wires that somebody is going to pull. The best deal in premium audio just got even better for Black Friday, and trust me, you do not want to sleep on this one. Go to buyraycon.com slash bustedopen to check out Raycon's Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings. I can't even tell you how good these deals will be. You'll have to check them out on the site. That's buyraycon.com slash busted open to get an amazing Black Friday deal on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash busted open. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer, joins me as we talk about CM Punk's return and, again, his appearance on WWE Backstage last night. You've wanted it. You've waited for it six years. And we break down all of his exclusive interview. Yesterday, we had... On our podcast, we had the great Billy Corgan, president of the NWA, talk about how great that show has been. Unfortunately, we talk about NWA power in a different light because of the insensitive remarks from Jim Cornette. Absolutely. And we had some breaking news that we don't have to worry about that anymore. We discuss insensitivity in the world today. Also, we have Mark Henry, who is somebody that knows Jim Cornette very, very well had a very strong relationship. He talks about those insensitive remarks and what we've heard from Jim Cornette. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. How about the fact that everyone's talking, oh, Wednesday's going to be the night. Wednesday's going to be it. Hell no. It's Tuesdays now are the night for pro wrestling. And as Bully likes to say, the good, the bad, the ugly, I think we got some of that last night, and we'll get deeper into some of the bad for sure. But let's start with the good. And that is CM Punk. 
We were anxiously awaiting what we were going to get from CM Punk. WWE backstage a couple weeks ago only got about 49,000 people watching the show. That number doubled last week with uh, an appearance at the end of the show by CM Punk. And then now we all knew we were getting CM Punk last night on WWE backstage. For us that get up early like you and I, Tommy, to do this show, it was tough to stay up past midnight. But I think it was well worth the appearance by CM Punk. That sit-down that he did with Renee Young, I have not listened to a sit-down interview that intently since probably where LeBron was going, mm-hmm. and I think it had like that type of build-up, and I hung on his every word. And he's my friend. I think I'm in his inner circle, because I do probably talk to him about once a month. And, man, I thought it was great. And... He was very, very honest. I did laugh, and I, I put it out there on social media. I feel with him on this show, it's going to quickly become a very, very popular show. Uh, he knows how to get people engaged, and he's also very, very honest. And what he said really doesn't lead to speculation, but always fans want to speculate it. But just little things he did in that show, like when... Uh, Renee Young was talking about the Shield. He's like, "Oh, which one's your favorite?" Yeah. And she's like, "I like them all the same." Yeah, <laughs> and, I like them all equally. Yeah, right. right. But uh, and him giving his opinion, and he was honest because, and that's what he's always been like that. And it's if you love him, love him. If you hate him, hate him. He doesn't care, but he's going to give you his opinion. Well, and I- he talked the pros and cons mm-hmm. of wrestling, and as an analyst, that's what you're supposed to do. And I, I, I heard an interview with him, and when he said Fox came to him, and they said, hey, we have A-Rod, we have Troy Aikman, and we want you to be like the wrestling guy. I don't know why they didn't ask me, but that's a whole other story. Um, but he's going to be impartial, and he said he hasn't spoken to anyone in WWE. So uh, that's true. Well, Tommy, we talked about it last week, and, and there are a lot of questions going into this appearance last night, and we'll get into what we feel were the answers to some of the questions that we had and the fans had. But we talked about this last week. He is an employee of Fox. And like you said, Troy Aikman's not paid by the team that he's broadcasting the game of. No, he's he's an employee of Fox. Same thing here with CM Punk. So, yes, Renee Young, employed by the WWE. Page, employed by the WWE. Booker T, employed by the WWE. That is not the case with CM Punk. CM Punk is employed by Fox, so he doesn't have to worry about any ramifications for the things that he says because he's not an employee of the WWE. So a lot of questions going in were, like, will he be critical? And I think judging from what we saw last night, I don't think he has any problems with being critical. No. Uh, you know, I've watched the show, I want to say I watched it from the beginning, even though we're at episode three, but f- I'm always up late at night and I caught the show live the first time. I caught it the the next time, and they already were going outside the box. The show, and Alex and I have discussed, it reminds me of a television version of our show with a sports center feel with the scroll, as well as like a first take where you're getting opinions, and they're bringing in all these different people. I really do like the show, but even last week before Punk was there, they were talking about... Lana and Rusev angle and the and the WWE universe not caring for it where this is you know that that never yeah. you don't ever discuss that I mean I was part of the Katie Vick 
I was in the company during Katie Vick when everyone was just moaning and groaning about it. And maybe the worst storyline of all time. Yeah, but one person really liked it. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we love this. But everyone was like, oh, this is the worst. So that that is, if they're going to be raw and honest, that's what, you know, today's society, man, you can't, especially with social media, you have to be like that. It's it's taking professional wrestling to a different level. Like, I love what AEW does where they bounce back and forth between storyline and reality when they do after-matches uh, promos, almost like a press conference from what? The NFL, where Tony Khan has experience with that. Even with uh, Matt Camp, when he has that little thing on the internet where they, they do an injury report from NXT, and some of it is a work, some of it is a shoot. But Or even now, WWE busting their own stories. I remember back... When I was for when I was there, they they didn't want to ever have anything to do with the internet. Shane McMahon, who was running digital and running the internet, he was like, "Listen, we got to do that." And then there's always the big issue of, "Do we break this story?" Well, everybody knows about it. Why not get our own hits? And then you know what they do? They they brought in Ryan Satin, and he breaks the news of like people signing contracts, all that stuff. Hey, it's a different era, and it's a cool era. Yeah, and like even CM Punk playing with. Page as far as with that Baron Corbin storyline and what took place on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and the mascot coming out and kind of be like, come on, Page, you know, you know, you didn't like that. Come on. And I like that kind of interaction with the other players because it's almost like they're in, but they're not fully in like CM Punk is. It's almost like he's playing with them, knowing that there are limitations for them. But he has no limits. You know, it, he, you know, he always says the voice of the voiceless. He is like, it's like, yeah, WWE backstage. It's a WWE show, but we have our guy in on the show where he's going to ask the questions. He's going to say the things that everyone else is afraid to say. And that is great when you're going to be, that is the job that you were given by Fox. And also, guess what? He's a guy... To say he has walked the walk and talked the talk, he's done that. And then it raises the questions, which, of course, to the fact that Renee Young brought up that, hey, is there any chance of you coming back? Everyone wants to know it. Because, every listen, man, the divorce from professional wrestling is hard. Uh, it's like I, I say this all the time. Fans need closure. Wrestlers need closure. The way he left... It was it was hard for wrestling fans to digest. They talked about it for two years. For him to say, you never know what could happen, but he said it at least logically. Hey, I've never spoken to anybody in WWE. I can't just go and have a match. Um, but wrestling fan, I did it for Beulah, where I let the fans say goodbye to Beulah, and she, she was just in the ECW arena, and we sold that place out. Because And she needed that for herself because she really doesn't like watch wrestling. And she was like, hey, thank you. And she didn't do that because, like, you know, I married her and I gave her two kids, even though she barely likes me. But uh, she did it because that's performer Beulah for with performer Tommy Dreamer. You need that closure. Wrestling fans need it. He gave us that closure for the six years that he was gone. But guess what? Now he's back. And you never know what could happen. And that's... That is the beauty of professional wrestling. 
Well, you mentioned it earlier about the sit-down with Renee Young, and I thought that you needed to do that. Like, it's one thing to have them part of the show, but I think they needed to have that sit-down, and they did it last night on WWE Backstage. And courtesy of FS1, let's go back to what we heard from Punk last night and Renee's question about why now when it comes to pro wrestling. Wrestling and what I'm doing now are two completely different things, obviously. Uh, I do not work with, have any kind of a relationship, have talked to anybody in WWE. This is strictly a, a me and Fox thing. And I think that's a very interesting dynamic because here I am, somebody who is not employed by WWE, and let's get down to it. Yes. I get to criticize the product. And that's something I've always done. I think that's what <laughs> made me popular. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because to a fault, I have no filter in between my mouth and my brain. I've always been this way. And it's just something that now I feel maybe I can do and maybe kind of find my way in the business again. Right. You know, like, uh, because there's a lot of stuff that's broken. And I think what the product needs, what the show needs, and what the fans need is somebody without those ties to worry about if they're going to get punished for saying something, mm -hmm. uh, just to tell it like it is. It's corny, voice of the voiceless, right? I have no ties and nobody's going to fire me. I'm not going to get uh, jobbed out, suspended, uh, sent to TV, but told I'm not needed. You know, all these, <laughs> all these things don't yeah. exist in my world anymore. Here I am. If it's good, great. I'll pat you on the back. We'll talk about it. I'll be excited about it. Mm -hmm. If it's bad, you're probably going to be mad at me. Now, Punk, in that answer, said this was a good way to find his way back into the business. So a good follow-up question, and Renee did it, is if we'll ever see him back in the ring. Are we going to see CM Punk step back in the ring? I mean, we've got Survivor Series in Chicago, Royal Rumble's just around the corner. I mean, people love that, that element of surprise of Rumble. So it, regardless of what my answer is, there's somebody that's always going to be upset with it, right? And like, as I've said, I've stated, I, 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 I work for Fox. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody in WWE. Um, it's nothing that I'm actively pursuing or interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm 41 years old and I've lived an experienced life where I know to not say no. Sure. But that they, I mean, that's going to be a bridge that uh, is is going to have to be built. And it might take as long as building the Great Wall of China because there's some hurdles. There's some hurdles there. All right. So a lot to digest here from those two answers from CM Punk, because he says this is a good way to find his way back into the business. And I agree, because when you're somebody that causes controversy, which he's already done, not even talking on the mic, but on social media without even trying, by just tagging a certain person, which is unbelievable. And we'll get into that, because I want to get your take on something that we talked about yesterday with Bully. But then, you know, great follow-up question, too, with, with Renee Young. Renee Young is very underrated, I think, she got so much better as being a commentator for Monday Night Raw. And I was really upset that as she was kind of getting her groove, they pulled her to do this. But now I know why. Because this role for her is almost custom made for Renee Young. But she asked a question that everyone is interested in is if we'll ever see him back in the ring. And it sounds like Punk is honest. He's not actively pursuing it, but he is 41 years old and he's 
and and you know this, Tommy, in this business, you never say never. Yeah, and you know, it has to be right time, right situation, as well as white right dollar amount. I mean, he straight up said, I get paid a lot of money by Fox to do this. It had to be just like UFC. He didn't come in there for free or he came in there and got paid. He did it as a fan. He got so much backlash from that. But it was funny. That was even addressed on the show with uh, David Arquette. And, you know, when he talked about his UFC record, but he then at least paid him the respect of, hey, man, it takes a lot to prepare for a fight. And, I mean, I was talking to Punk during that time when he was preparing for those fights. And it it is he the joking about it, that's him. And, I, you know, like I said, I speak to him, and I will tell him about stuff on the indies, and he's like, you're insane. Why do you do this? And I'm like, I love it. And he's like, at times, I loved it too, just from the stories. And he was a wrestling fan. You could go back and see him in, a, in an ECW shirt in, his, in a minivan going to a show where he was always the different kid that liked wrestling. And it's, it's, in, it's what made him a household name. And you will never lose that fandom. You could get taken away from it. Uh, but you need a bit of a break to come back. But also, bottom line, money. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Going into break, I mentioned an interview that I did with CM Punk before WrestleMania 29. And coming out of that interview, I was really disappointed as a fan. Because here he is, if you remember, Tommy, at WrestleMania 29, he faced The Undertaker. I mean, going up against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, that doesn't get it doesn't get much bigger than that. I would probably say that being in a match at that time during the streak with The Undertaker was bigger than being in a championship match at WrestleMania. Most people, especially at that time, looked at The Undertaker matches almost the main event, even if it wasn't the main event. And I think WrestleMania 29 was definitely an example of that. And sitting down and talking to him, I just got the sense, and I had a conversation with Alex Metz about it, when he listened back to the interview when we were doing, getting some sound for our 10-year anniversary special. I said, it felt like, this guy doesn't appreciate it. This guy doesn't savor the moment. This guy is just not understanding how really big this is. And I kind of forgot about it, and I was reminded during the sit-down with Renee Young last night. And courtesy, again, of FS1 and WWE backstage, they talked about the nerves and if he made the right decision. It, it, was, it was kind of stressful, and the closer we got to showtime, the more nervous I got. And that leads me to believe that I'm doing the right thing. I made the right decision. It's been so long since anything related has made me feel anything. I'm a guy who wrestled The Undertaker at WrestleMania, mm -hmm. and you know, my my future. I was just down the ramp talking to my future wife, and she was like, "Your music's playing," and I was like, <laughs> "I'd really rather just sit here and talk to you." Yeah. You know, and, yeah. You know, so the the butterflies were a good thing. I, I feel like I'm not dead inside, so it's, it's it's good. So basically, saying that at the time of WrestleMania 29, Tommy, he was kind of done. He was, like he said, dead inside. You know, being a performer. This is everybody's dream. And sometimes you realize that 
the dream you're living isn't the dream that you wanted to live. And it happens everywhere. With, you know, for your personal experience was he, you just got, I guess, closure for that. So he could care less about going into the ring. How do you think he cared about an interview with you? And his mind was elsewhere. You know why his mind was elsewhere? Because he wanted to be the main event, and he wasn't the main event of WrestleMania. He went on the air and vented that for a competitor. Hey, man, there's guys who play their entire career, Hall of Fame players that don't go to a Super Bowl, if we're talking football. Or, hey, but I won the AFC conference game, but you didn't win the Super Bowl. Things like that bother you as a performer because, and you're taught, listen, man, I lived it on a smaller level in the sense of, you know, I'm known for my love and passion of professional wrestling. Part of the reason why I'm on this show is because of how much I love wrestling. I watch wrestling almost, I watched three shows yesterday and I stayed up late and I enjoy it. I quit the WWE because I was no longer happy doing something that I loved my whole life. And it was because of the situation I was in because I felt I had more to offer. And there was behind the scenes situations that were preventing me from doing that. And I did nothing wrong. I could see if I did something wrong, but I didn't. And once I left WWE, I got it. I really did. In the sense of, hey, you know what? It's not real. Paul Heyman saw something in me that maybe Vince McMahon didn't. Or there's so many different cogs pulling you at different ways. Cool. And I, I've discussed this on the air. That's that's in life. That's in real sports. It happens. Look at Marcus Allen, that story. If you ever, you know, you and I have discussed it. Oh, with Al Davis? Yeah. yeah. He had heat with Al Davis and then he went to become a Hall of Fame running back with because somebody else believed in him. Do you think CM Punk couldn't have main evented WrestleMania with The Undertaker? I'm sure. Okay, but someone said no. And if that is what means something to you, then yes, at that point in his life, he's cool. And he's he's pissed about that. And him trying to, I don't know if he was with AJ at that time, but that's a cool little moment where, hey, I'd rather talk to you than go out and wrestle The Undertaker. Do you know that <clears throat> my I was me and Little Guido, only two people to be at WrestleMania 1 to perform at WrestleMania. I couldn't wait to get to WrestleMania. I used to fight scrap, and this is when you ha- you know it was, what, a three-hour show, four-hour show. Getting to WrestleMania for me, the, the days leading into it were probably the worst days going because at one point my match was s- scratched to give more time to Melina and Ashley Mazzaro. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then Rob Van Dam checked out while we're going to the ring because there was no Rob Van Dam or Sabu shirts, and the show was in Michigan. And he realized, like, they're not selling my shirts here. And he was quitting the WWE as we're walking down the steps to come to the ring. And I'm like, Rob, please, we have to go because I'm trying to wrangle all these crazy people. And, but these are moments behind the scenes that people don't realize. So if CM Punk, listen, man, does CM Punk need to have a sit down with Vince McMahon and Triple H? No. He never has to see them ever again. If they bring him to a show, uh, you don't have to do that. I was part of the, the 
the company where Bret Hart was inducted and he said he didn't want to be in eyesight of Shawn Michaels. That was that was a, a thing that he said. Then they went on TV and hugged it out. If CM Punk is okay with his status, great. If Vince McMahon and Triple H are cool with CM Punk's status, because I'm sure they had to sign off on it. I'm sure if they're saying, hey, this guy's going to keep on knocking us every week, you know, there has to be something like that. They 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 did. Say I'm sure okay if you went on the air every single day and started ripping up our boss, he might say, "Hey, listen, I don't know if you want to do that." So, um, it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be great for wrestling. I'm happy CM Punk is back. I'm happy the fans have him back. If you want to, he even said you're gonna start chanting my name. There were so many little things, like when he said "Inner Circle," and I was like, "Oh my God!" He said "Inner Circle" to Renee Young. <laughs> He's going to AEW. <laughs> There's little little things that you could just jump all over as a wrestling fan or as a conspiracy theorist. Well, let's put his possible possible career in the ring and return with to the WWE aside. Let's play in the here and now, and that is as a host on WWE backstage. Hang on, he's also great at that. He's great at that job. Renee Young is the best. She yeah. really is, and CM Punk is great. Booker T is great. That show has a unique dynamic. Like I said, it's it's, it's busted open on television. I mean, I would think that we do a much better job, but I understand where you're. Well, they're from. they're not going to sit and talk about other wrestling organizations no. because, but they're talking about things that were never discussed for on the WWE. It is WWE backstage, so I don't think anybody goes in there thinking they're going to talk about AEW Dynamite from last Wednesday night. Uh, but one thing that we know he will have to talk about. And that is the WWE product. And he actually talked about with Renee Young on what he thinks of the current product. I think of the product as the same when I left it. I, I think wrestling could be so much better. It could be so much more. You know, obviously there's a reason myself, yourself, everybody who puts on a pair of boots fell in love with professional wrestling. Mm. Uh, and I, I just think... Uh, Regardless of what I think of the product now, the opinion is the same as when I was there. Like, stuff's overproduced, um, stuff's micromanaged. I think the best characters, the people that the fans love the most throughout all of wrestling are the characters that they get to figure stuff out themselves instead of being told what to do by somebody who maybe never done anything or never been anywhere and never drew money, brother, you know? (laughs) So I I think there's a lot wrong with it, but I see a lot of bright spots. So what are some of the bright spots? What's something that you're seeing right now that you are digging? Uh, I like all the women. I don't like the forced, you know, women's revolution thing. I just let the women be the women, and they'll show you why they kick ass and why they belong. And You don't need to put a hashtag uh, label on everything um, I like, uh, selfishly, I think I like the NXT thing because mm-hmm. obviously I, I, I see myself in a lot of that. I was, uh, I was an indie guy. Uh, I, I was in WWE developmental and told I was never to be brought to, to television. Mm-hmm. So I, I know the struggle. Uh, and I think those are the characters that are, are, for lack of a better word, less tainted. That's like what you just said, how he is so good. At this role. That's what we want to hear from CM Punk. And again, thanks to FS1, WWE backstage for the audio. That's what you want to get from CM Punk. Yeah, and that's from his life experiences. And he was the champ. He was one of the longest reigning champs in WWE history. And he, man, if you talk about history with WWE, has there not been a WWE champion who did not have a problem with management? Think about it. Bruno. 
Bob Backlund, Warrior, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan. I'm trying to do it in Howard Finkel's voice, but I can't because it'll distract from my great analysis. What champion hasn't had an issue with WWE uh, after their reign or during their reign? Everybody has had it. So this is such... It's so good for wrestling, and he's going to give from his experiences, just like I give my experiences, just like Bully gives his experience, just like Mark Henry. And if it is that free forum, he's a perfect guy to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing more from him on WWE backstage. And again, you can see that every single Tuesday night on FS1. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I got to be honest with you. I didn't get much sleep last night. You were upset. I understand. Very, very upset. And so you should be. Um, We had Billy Corgan in studio to talk about the NWA yesterday. And and we had him on for an hour. And it was a pleasure for me to talk to him for 60 minutes because... I'm such a huge fan of NWA Power. It's it's just it to me it's great. And yesterday, and I didn't catch it um, while it was actually live because my house at that time in the six o'clock hours, like Grand Central Station, the Lagreca House, with everybody coming in and going and coming home from work and going to after school activities and everything else. So I didn't hear it. So. When the show was over, I saw that NWA was trending, and I was like, "Wow!" And then, and then I saw that Jim Cornette was trending, and I'm like, "All right, he must have said something on social media or said something on his podcast." And then I was so disappointed to to hear that it was made on NWA Power, and 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 I'm not going to repeat the 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 so called joke he was trying to make. Um, on the show because it's just not worth mentioning again. But let's just say it was completely insensitive on on multiple levels. Like not even like not insensitive towards one group of people, but like multiple groups of people. And honestly, any group of people because anybody that heard that, like I when I heard it, it just your 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 heart sinks. Like how somebody could be not only that insensitive to make that kind of a joke. But to do it on a show where that you actually think that 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 is a funny remark to make, am I am I am I wrong on this, Tommy? Nope, you're 100 percent correct. And it's just like, and then you know, loving the NWA product like I do, and then this is going to be a reflection on the NWA product. Uh, the one good news to come out of it, though, is this: it just came down a few minutes ago that Jim Cornette has resigned. From the NWA, Alex, I'm correct, right? He's he's resigned from yeah, the NWA. Yes. Wait a minute, this is breaking news. We have a oh, sorry, no, Tommy, no, 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 no. We're not doing right. the breaking news sounder because that that's some that this this right. is I terrible. Just, I get yelled at when I don't follow these sheets. So, Come on, no, go ahead, Alex. 
yes, uh, this just came down from the NWA. Uh, effective immediately, Jim Cornette has resigned from the National Wrestling Alliance as an announcer on the November 19th edition of NWA Power. Jim made remarks during a singles match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that were both offensive and do not meet the high standards of de- decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. To ensure that such an error can never happen again, we establish new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. We sincerely regret our failure in this regard. And it was a it was a big mistake because obviously this show is not live; it's taped. But I will say this, and 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 not in defense of Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette, like to to make that kind of comment. And and knowing you made that comment, knowing that the show was taped and not being like, hey, I, I, I think I might have, you know, said something that was completely insensitive. I apologize. Let's make sure we edit that out of the show. That never happened. And I honestly don't know how anybody else heard it and didn't think it was an insensitive remark to edit it out. But I will say this. I know like Dave Lagana, who's been a part of this show, is it wears like 19 different hats. And unfortunately, when you're taping a show and you're doing multiple things and you're 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 taping stuff for social media and you're taping this show and you're you're looking for the graphics and you're watching marks in the ring and things like that. Unfortunately, when you do too much, things are going to fall through the, the cracks. Unfortunately, this fell through the cracks. Now, you know, when it comes to productions of a show. Things like that are unfortunately going to happen. But man, for Jim Cornette to actually say what he said into a microphone, it's, you know what, if he didn't resign this morning, then by the end of the day, he should be fired. He should have been fired because you you cannot come on. That's just disrespecting, like insensitive, just an insensitive remark that's completely disrespectful. And unfortunately, now this is going to shine on a light on the NWA, something that's been extremely positive to the world of pro wrestling. Tommy, we talk about that 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 world of the NWA has been very, very positive. We have Billy Corgan. I said there's been no negativity attached to that co- to that company or that show at all. And then you have that dumbass say those remarks, and 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 it hurts me. For multiple reasons. Jim Cornette has been a guest on this show many times. He's somebody that I grew up watching. He's somebody that I grew up and I respected. And even though he has said things before that make you shake your head and maybe even get you upset, and he says things about the wrestling world that you may not agree with, I've always had a respect for Jim Cornette because of what he's given to the business. Anybody that has given to the business, I do have some respect for. Man, it's really, really hard for me after hearing those comments to have any respect for this man anymore. And it hurts me to say that, but my my heart is broken today. And then the other thing that really hit me, Tommy, and I, I know you want to jump in. I apologize for kind of bogarting oh, man. the time. But the other person I thought of right after that was Mark Henry. Because Mark Henry obviously is not just the co-host on the show, but he, but he's somebody I call my friend. He's a friend. Absolutely. And, and I know how much he respected Jim Cornette, and I know how much he loved Jim Cornette. He says it all the time on this show about if it wasn't for Jim Cornette, he doesn't know if he would have been able to have the career that he had. He is somebody that has talked about that nobody has ever taught him more than Jim Cornette. And I was completely heartbroken for Mark 
uh, last night after hearing those comments. And now th- other things are coming out. Other remarks that were made throughout the years are being thrown out on social media. And that's a trend to me. Like, if, God forbid, something slips out, you say something in, in the heat of anger or something like that, this is not the case. He actually said that during the match, that, and, he, and he actually thought that that was a joke. He thought that was funny. <sighs> Straight up, the NWA has been great. I was the first wrestling company to welcome back the NWA uh, through House of Hardcore with Tim Storm and Nick Aldis, and we shot a nice angle for it. Didn't know what it was going to become. The show has been really, really good. When you look at social media, uh, when it was trending, all that stuff, still trending this morning, and... People want to blame the NWA. You want to blame Billy Corrigan. You want to blame Dave Lagana. Uh, They are their own men. And right then and there from that statement, they owned up for the mistake of airing it. Right away, Dave Lagana went to social media and apologized. Now, I know Dave Lagana is not a racist. I know uh, Billy Corrigan is not a racist. So you can't blame them. If this was WWE, who would you blame? You would blame Dave Lagana for letting it air, and he would be let go. You can't let go Dave Lagana because it was an it was an it was an oversight. And I'll tell you, like I, I, we all know how hard he works. He posts it, and I'll hit him up, like because he's up at six a.m. You, it happens. When I first heard it, I was like. Are you kidding me? And I was just like, what an outdated reference where you're you're trying to t- like that's an 80s because like, you're talking about like when South Park did like Starvin' Marvin and uh Ethiopia. I'm like that it's such an what was that uh Hunger Aid all that stuff yeah. back in the day. Live Aid. I was like what an outdated reference. Low brow. Because I heard it and then I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait a minute." There's a whole there's no way there's so many different aspects of that being offensive. And but it's just when when I'll tell you when, for the impact when we go through there's a process. There are four to five different people who get a screener of the show when and there's an editing people in Nashville and from four to five different people, they will pick up di- up on different things that when I watched the show, I didn't see it. And, you know, so that's where, hey, stuff can happen and where it does slip through the cracks. On Impact, and I've said this before, we had a, we had a guy have a match and he wrestled Moose and then we just redid something and he, the same guy wrestled Moose, but he wore a different outfit. So what we had to do was splice in the finish not one fan said, why is that guy, he's wrestling the whole match in one outfit, and then when he got pinned, he was wearing another outfit. Because we put together two different matches and showed the finish. And, and, and Tommy, I watched that show, and I didn't catch that. So think about that. So, you know, and, and But it, hang on. What I'm ahead, trying to please. say is five people whose job it is to make sure we have continuity on a show, five people missed that. Until one person said, uh, I missed that. That's why I'm saying this isn't on Lagana. It, for his job, yes, but he shouldn't lose his job over that. Because if Dave Lagana loses his job, guess what? NWA is gone. Yeah. And the NWA has owned up to it. Kudos and much respect to the NWA for doing that. That's it. Uh, now, with regards to Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, um, 
he goes he has a podcast that all he does is rip up AEW after AEW show. I don't listen to his podcast. He goes on social media and fights with fans. Uh, he fights with Joey Ryan about the dick flip. He fights with a lot of stuff. I just feel if you took so much time out of your day to, and I'm sure he'll he'll go after me because of what I'm, I'm saying, but I don't care because that's irrelevant in my world. Um, if you hurt other people and you hurt people or you spend all this time trying to be negative in your life, I don't need you in my life. And that, that's the bottom line. Or straight up, wrestling is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to take you away from the real world. But if you want to have angst or you threaten to kill people because of professional wrestling, times change. I interviewed Kevin Thorne on my podcast, and Kevin Thorne did a comedy spot in the ring, and he sent word through Lance Storm, and this is when he was in WWE, that if he doesn't get out of the ring, he's going to beat the shit out of him. And then Kevin Thorne said, and this is while he's wrestling, he said, tell him, bring it on. And then Lance Storm came to the ring and said, Jim Cornette just said he's going to his car to get his gun to kill you. I, this was on my podcast. And I was just like, really? He said that? And, so listen, man, uh, he just needs to deal with himself. And if you want to spend so much time being negative, awesome. Then, But then why do people buy into it? And that's it. You're you're no longer relevant, and if you always have to go and shit on other people, then you hurt your you know you're only trying to do that to become relevant, and that's cool. Uh, he again, I have I have no or I should say I had no issues with him personally. Um, I always say hello to him. I love the Midnight Express, but hey, that was a long time ago. Yeah, you have to. You know, uh, Impact has this retro show coming up. When the retro show happened, that that was when the whole Miles uh, Miles Garrett is that no, not Miles Garrett. Miles, what's his name? Jordan Miles. Oh, Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles uh, T-shirt thing happened. Mm-hmm. I looked at that T-shirt and I was like, "What's wrong with this shirt?" You know why? Because I'm a 48 year old white guy who I was just like, "Oh, it's like that looked like the Rolling Stones to me," and I was like, "Why is this so bad?" And then I went into the locker room. And there was Moose, there was Congo Kong, there, and you know what we had? We had one of the best discussions I've ever had. When there's a when there's a race issue, I talk to Mark Henry, I talk to MVP. Hey man, what's up with this? And then they tell me why. And it was Congo Kong who said, you know why that's offensive? Because back in the day, they would hire white actors to portray black people. Yeah, Al Jolson. And they would not hire black entertainers and the moment he told me that i was like oh wow that's a really messed up t-shirt and thank god i didn't react on social media because then i was like oh wait that kid approved that t-shirt so then i'm like whoa whoa, whoa there's all this nuts going on i don't jump on a, a, a topic right away but i was educated through other people where and like i showed this to i showed it to don Callis, i showed it to scott demore and they're like Okay, well, we didn't understand the deal. And it was even uh, was Stephen A. Smith when they talked about the Colin Kaepernick tryout. And then he's like, why did you wear uh, a Kunta Kinte t-shirt? t-shirt? Yeah. If you're trying, like, why would you do that? And that's not my, I can't have that plight because I'm not an African-American man. But when someone tells you that, oh, because like Mark Henry is my brother. 
Devon Dudley is my brother. MVP, all these. I don't care. Willie Mack. Yeah. I don't care about people's color. If people are cool with me, I'm cool with you. And you know what? Like, that's just a sign of intelligence that if you're not if you're not sure about the, something or you don't understand about something, you ask questions. It was seriously, it was the greatest conversation we ever had. And everybody else, we had Indian people in there. We had uh, the Rascals where uh, we, we joke about we don't know what Trey Miguel is. And he's like, I don't know what I am. People mistake me for everything. I lived it back in the day with Taz. People thought he was uh, Iron Sheik, thought he was Persian, wanted to be the next Iron Sheik. And Taz was like, do I tell him I'm not Persian? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But this was the 90s when you, yeah. you couldn't, you didn't want to speak up to the veterans. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because in time you have to evolve. And it's obviously that somebody here in the wrestling world hasn't evolved. And unfortunately now it's a, it's a black mark on the NWA. And I hope that people don't blame the NWA because it's a great organization and it's a great show. And hopefully we can get past this. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Coming off a night like we had last night with such great wrestling that, you know, we have to talk about something like this. But I also think it's good in a way to shine light on something that needs to be, you know, we're, we, should be, but we should be past something like this, Tommy. We should be past remarks like this. And you know what really upsets me? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Mark Henry in in just a second. But, you know, like Jim Cornette tweeted a promotion for his podcast this morning. And it starts off, morning, everybody. Heard any good jokes lately? Like, why Why would you tweet that? After all the mess that you created last night, why would you tweet something like that, Tommy? Honestly. May I ask you a question? Sure. Do you follow him on social media? I do. Okay. Well, then unfollow him. Because then you're less of a person. Why would you want that person in your life? Why would you want for one glimpse of that person to upset I just you? did that. There you go. Case closed. All right, let's go out to our good friend and obviously co-host here on Busted Open, Mark Henry. And 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 Mark, man, I am so sorry about everything because honestly, when I heard some of the things that have been coming out on social media, um, the first person I thought of was you because I know how much you loved, cared, and, and how much high regard you thought of, of Jim Cornette. Yeah, man. Uh, when I first went to Louisville, um, Jim Cornette realized that I was a mark, not just my name, but that I was a wrestling fan and a big time wrestling fan. He said, okay, we got to reprogram you. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you're a fan and you love wrestling and you're entertained by wrestling, but now you're going to be in it and you have to be one of us. You have to be a wrestling aficionado, a historian. You have to be studied. You have to work hard to understand the history of this business and understand it from the inside out rather than the outside in. And I said, okay, what is that? And he's like, well, I have the largest library probably in the world of, of wrestling information, and you're welcome to it. And I want you, you can come to my house anytime. You know, I said, well, um, that sounds like a lot of information. He said, you know what? I've already got it broke up into years, the, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, 
the 80s, and it was the 90s. It was the late 90s, 99 at this point. And he said, I, I have a lot of the information through the till now. I immersed myself in the wrestling culture. I studied all of the pamphlets and the the year groupings that he gave me. Uh, I, I went to his house. I watched film before or VHS. Uh, even he had reel-to-reel stuff, too. And I never, ever saw a side of Jim that said, this guy's a racist. It's, you know, it's, um, he never used the N-word in front of me, never talked politics. We never talked. We talked wrestling. We talk wrestling. And I had a lot of respect and still have a lot of respect for his wrestling acumen and, and and knowledge and understanding and what he did for me. But I cannot gloss by the fact that the things that, you know, from last night, which I was there when the when that promo was cut. That was not the first time that that promo was cut. The first time that that promo was cut was by a guy named Robbie Dix, who's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who I was very good friends with, who passed away. And Robbie cut a promo against somebody. You don't want it with me. You'd rather run through hell with gasoline draws on. You'd rather run through Africa with fried chicken strapped to your back. Robbie Dix was a black guy very hyper colorful and that was the promo that he cut i don't know why jim felt like i'm gonna cut this robbie dicks promo on live tv which there's a double standard of course there's there's a double there was a double standard from a long time ago and it's gonna it's always gonna exist till today but that's neither here that's a whole nother conversation the point is that that promo was not his to say in the first place. And it, that promo has made him look bad. And, um, you know, with all the other stuff that people have said, like he never showed the, the racist thing to me, but I can't defend him on this. I'm not going to offend nobody that says I'm a racist. I'm not going to defend nobody that's going to say, um, fried chicken in Africa jokes that's not remorseful and say, hey, man, I apologize, but you come on in the morning and the first thing that you see is, has anybody heard any good jokes? Yeah. Like, I, I can't I can't co-sign for that. I'm not a Tom, never have been a Tom, and people of color all over the world that, that enjoy pro wrestling are hurting right now. And I'm going to tell you how I'm hurt. Because I respect Jim Cornette. And he's crazy as hell. And I've always said that. Jim's crazy. But he's he's crazy, crazy for wrestling. So I don't care. But I do care about this. This, this. this is like your my mother. God rest her soul. Beautiful Christian woman. If she would have said, this guy is your father. And 
I come to find out as an adult that the guy was not my father. I would be hyper pissed at my mother. Maybe to the point where I may not have spoke to her for a very long time or forever. Depending on how God graced my heart. That's how I feel about this situation. I feel mistrust. I feel misled. I I don't feel negative about the teachings, but there are a lot of people that have been taught by somebody, mentored by somebody, but was also misled by somebody. And that's where I stand. And for all of those African-American fans and all the people that, that sympathize with the plight of the African-American in life and in sport, I, I'm not apologizing for him. I'm sorry that you had to endure that because I hate that I had to endure it. And Mark, like, listen, if, if I made a comment and I didn't mean it a certain way and you took it a certain way and you said, Dave, that's insensitive. You shouldn't be saying that. You know what I'm going to do or what, what any normal human being would do? They would apologize and say, that was not my intent that I didn't mean to offend you or offend anybody. The fact that I did, I apologize. I'm not saying it would have would have uh, cured all, but man, if, if Jim Cornette would have just like, you know, went to social media and, and just said, "Man, I'm, I am, I apologize. I, I said something that was insensitive. That wasn't my intent. I am sorry." Then maybe we're talking about him a different way this morning. But the fact that he made a joke out of all the people that were upset by what he said, that takes a certain kind of man to do something like that, Mark. I'm sorry. But, like, you know, for him to make a joke of it and say, hey, have you heard any jokes, good jokes lately? Man, what? I mean, what kind of insensitive person sends out a tweet like he did this morning? Uh, you know what? There's a name for it. But, you know, um, I always – go to the area of caution when you start labeling judging people um, the only thing you could do is step away from people when they're that way mm-hmm. and um, it hurts me man because there is nobody in wrestling nobody that has co-signed for Jim Cornette like I have no one and his knowledge of the force, if you will, is beyond measure. But this is not wrestling. This is this is real world, real life, real emotion, real understanding of the plight of a per, of a people that, yes, five hundred years ago, weren't even on this continent. And to say something like that was 500 years ago, that should have no bearing on what's going on today or on white people that had nothing to do with it. Look, I'm not trying to get a white guilt to nobody. What I'm trying to do is understand humanity and love all people the way God meant it to be. And, that's not what we're getting in today's world. 
we're being divided because of our color and our ethnicities and uh, the things that make us the smallest a bit different. Small things. What religion you practice don't matter. God is God. It's in a different language. It's in a different concept. The reality of understanding a people is to look in the mirror because all you have to do to understand Japan, Africa, Australia, Canada, Russia is to look in the mirror. They're the exact same image of you, just in a different shade. We all have the same issues. We all argue with our wives. We all try to pour ourselves into our kids. We all love sports or entertainment or theater or something that, that grabs us and puts us in the same category. That is that whether you don't like theater, whether you don't like sports, that's a difference. It's simple, but you agree to disagree. But as it relates to your color and something that's sensitive to people, you have to respect other people and say, hey, man, I, I hate that that's something that's even said about your people or people that look like you. I hate that. And uh, a little sensitivity would be nice. Yeah. But I don't want our country to be divided uh, because of the obvious things around us that are dividing us. And it, it just, it's going to take some time. Uh, there's always a healing. I, I'm a, I'm a still pray for him. I'm not going to stop. I don't have hate. I don't harbor hate, but I tell you what, I do not want that in pro wrestling. And if power continues to have continues to have that, then power won't have me. I'll never watch it again. As much as I love Dave Lagano and Mr. Corgan is is a hell of a man. Um, there's guys on that show that I love and respect that are friends of mine. And now I have to turn my back, and that hurts because I really was enjoying it. Well, I don't know if you heard uh, Jim Cornette resigned from NWA. NWA owned up for the admission of, hey, we messed up for airing it. It was a slip, and it'll never happen again. Yeah, Lagana right away apologized immediately after the airing. And then uh, and then Jim Cornette this morning, I mean, you know, obviously there was conversations all night long into this morning about what they were going to do, but Jim Cornette has stepped down, so he'll no longer be a part of the NWA. Mark, can I ask you a question? That promo you said that, uh, what I don't know the first name. Robbie Dix. What, Slick Robbie Dix. What year was that? Uh, that had to be 99, uh, I'm thinking. And um, I'm, I'm probably sure that if you dug – um, you could call Al Snow or Danny Davis or whoever's responsible for the OVW archive, and you can pull promos from Slick Robbie Dix and uh, and find that promo. Um, but 
A fan, it wasn't his promo. It wasn't his promo to cut. That was Robbie's yeah. promo. Well, a fan also just sent uh, us here, and I'll I'll send it to you. He was talking. It was during a Bob Backlund X Pac match where he said the same same exact line, but uh, he said it about Lawrence Taylor, and Lawrence Taylor should uh, do the fried chicken on the back and go through Africa or Ethiopia or wherever. Uh, and I don't. I'm just trying to look at the the timeline, but it was when Bob Backlund was wrestling. Uh, 95, it was 1995. So it was 95, so that wasn't his promo to do if, if we're looking at time-wise. I just, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, repeat offense. Uh, it's not just, learning from your actions and not learning from your mistakes. But like Mark said, in, you know, in 1995, you could say a lot different things than you can say today. But not, Yeah, in 99, not, so it's, it's, it was a repeat. Right. And... um. It'd be a go-to line, just a very, very bad go-to line. A bad go-to. It's just, but it was. It seems like that that was one nonetheless. Well, well, Mark. Like I said, when this all came down, I thought of you because I know how close you were and how much you cared for this man and how much you respected him and what he did for your career and 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 I know this one had to hurt, so I feel for you, buddy. And I'm and I'm and I'm sorry for. Everything that's transpired over the last twelve hours. Yeah, man. I wake up this morning, and I, and I, didn't, I didn't. I was at watching my daughter. Uh, she's in a in a in the Zach Theater um, showing of a Christmas Carol, and got a nice prominent role, and it's featured nice. throughout the play. And I didn't get to watch Power last night, so I get home, and I had at least five people. Uh, say something to me about it and um, you know I mentioned it to my wife and she said oh my god and then um, we you know we get this morning and all of the rumblings I got TMZ calling me and CBS News and um, and and you guys that busted open I'm I'm not on the day but I'll be on Friday yep Uh, we'll we'll talk about some things to you know, as it relates to this on Friday, but, um, you know, the news is right now and should be publicized right now. So here we are. Yeah. Once again, dealing with racism in sports and racism in pro wrestling. And I hope that we all learn from this, like, um, and alienate anything that's negative to what we love. We, we can't have, the negativity in something that's so good and so positive. And again, too, like if you hurt someone's feelings, whether it was intentional or not, to, the words "I'm sorry" and an apology would could go a long way. And obviously, from what we've seen, Jim Cornette's not remorseful at all. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.